Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Monday, September 18th. On this date in 1793, President George Washington laid the cornerstone of the U.S. Capitol. On this date in 1851, the first edition of the New York Times was published. And on this date in 1975, newspaper heiress Patricia Hartz was captured by the FBI 19 months after being kidnapped by the Symbionese Liberation Army. For your Morning Y'all trivia question, on this date in 1983, 10 years after it was formed, a famous rock band appeared on MTV without their famous black and white makeup for the first time. Can you name the group? I'll have that answer in just a couple of minutes. But first, let's get a look at that Monday forecast over at the First Alert Weather Center. Active Monday morning to I'm meteorologist Joey Sovod. Starting out with a few clouds this morning. Temperatures in the 60s and low 70s. Near 80, beautiful at lunchtime. Then we're up towards the mid-80s this afternoon. Gorgeous day ahead. We will see low temperatures tonight drop down into the low 60s. 86 tomorrow, 85 on Wednesday. By the time we get towards Thursday and Friday, we're watching an area of low pressure that could develop near the coast that may gain some tropical characteristics. We'll have to keep an eye out for that late this week. Could bring some breezy weather with some rain possible Friday into Saturday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast. Powered by the Low Country's news leader, Life 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. For several months, the city of Charleston leaders have been searching for the city's next chief of police. Now that the list of potential candidates has been narrowed down to just five, those finalists will be meeting with city leaders today. And Live Five's Katie Cabin joins us live from Charleston. And Katie, what's exactly supposed to happen this morning? Good morning, Nick and Shelby. So in just a few hours, those five final candidates will be heading to downtown Charleston. Well, they'll, they'll meet with the city, city leaders, the mayor and city council, first as a group and then individually. Now, this all comes about four months after Chief Luther Reynolds died following a battle with cancer. Today, those finalists will meet for a breakfast and meet and greet before city council enters executive session and meets with each of those finalists one-on-one. Then three panels of community members will interview the candidates. Finally, each of them will have a chance to talk at a press conference. This will be the first time that we're hearing from them since their names were announced uh, last week. So let's take a look at those five final candidates now. Three of them are current Charleston Police Department employees. There's Cheeto Walker, who's been the interim police chief of CPD since July and has been with the department for his entire 23-year career. Next is Jason Bruder, who's the commander over the Charleston Police Department's Community-Oriented Policing Division. He's been with Charleston Police for 21 years. Then there's Jack Weiss, who's currently a deputy chief of police with the Charleston Police Department. He's held this position since 2021, but he's been with Charleston Police for 25 years. Outside of the department, the city's considering two candidates. First, there's Shunta Boston, who's been the assistant chief of the Sun Prairie Police Department in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, since 2021. Before that, she served for nearly 26 years as a member of the Milwaukee, Wisconsin Police Department. And finally, there's Robert Beige, who's been the police chief in Fort Walton, Florida, since 2019. Before that, he served 20 years with the North Miami Police Department. Ahead of all of the action today, I talked with Charleston Mayor John Tecklenburg. He says they're looking for someone who exemplifies the same qualities of Chief Reynolds, professionalism, knowledge, and a love of the community and community policing. Well, they're all excellent candidates. They were, um, you know, we we had many more applications and we're we're down to what we feel were the best applications. 
and um, I feel great about them. In terms of a timeline, the mayor says there's nothing really concrete. He'll get recommendations from city council and those panels. Then he'll assess and he'll make his own recommendation back to city council for them to approve. All of the action will be taking place starting at 830 this morning at the Gilliard Center in Charleston. Katie Kamen, Live 5 News. All right, Katie, thank you so much. A former South Carolina state representative has shared who he is endorsing for the open Senate District 42 seat. CNN commentator and former state representative Bakari Sellers has issued a statement in support of state representative Wendell Gilliard yesterday, saying he believes Gilliard has always stood and fought for the community. Gilliard is running against Representative Dion Tedder in a runoff election to see who will move on to the general election in November. And U.S. Representative Jim Clyburn has endorsed Gilliard's opponent, Dion Tedder, for the state Senate District 42 seat. Clyburn says Tedder is a fighter, adding, quote, he's fought for us in the state house and he'll fight for us in the state Senate, end quote. And as a reminder for voters, you can cast your vote in the runoff election tomorrow. You'll be able to do so at your designated precincts from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. The winner of the runoff election will face off against Republican Rosa Kay in the general election on November 7th. Republican presidential hopefuls gathered in Iowa this weekend for the 23rd annual Faith and Freedom Fall Banquet. Iowa is the first state up in the Republican primary race. Nearly all of the major GOP candidates, except for former President Donald Trump, came out Saturday to share the key points of their plans for office. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley was there and spoke about the first thing that she would do as president cleaning house. The first thing you do is control what you can control, and that's your agencies. So when I went in as governor of South Carolina, I replaced the head of every agency. And then I sent people into every one of those agencies to clean it up, clean up old programs, clean up the bureaucracy, get rid of problem children, all of that. In some cases, we tweaked agencies, and in other cases, we gutted agencies. So think of our intelligence agencies, our Department of Justice. There's multiple agencies we need to really clean house within gut. Haley also reiterated her stance on term limits, saying certain members of Congress should be, quote, pushed out. Meanwhile, Senator Tim Scott was also there. He spoke on a variety of issues, including abortion, saying he wants to see more funding go towards crisis pregnancy centers and anti-abortion organizations. He also made it clear where he stands on choice inside the classroom. We should never, ever have mandates. I trust people to make their own right decisions. One of the worst decisions made in the history of the country on education. We trapped poor kids all across this nation out of education. Other candidates in attendance include former governor, Florida governor, rather, Ron DeSantis, former Vice President Mike Pence, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, and entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy. This week, a child is Child Passenger Safety Week, an effort that gives parents and families free access to car seat inspection services or child safety resources. And Live Five's Caitlin Ashbaugh spoke with experts about how you can get involved throughout the week and ensure safe travels for your little ones. Officials tell me the resources available throughout this week may cost families a little bit of time, but that may be worth the wait if it reduces the safety risk for those in the back seat. Throughout the week, SCDHEC says they'll hold special events at more than 100 locations around the state. 
The events will include resources and inspection services for your personal car seats, and they'll all be held in multiple community spots. Anyone can show up to an inspection location and have their car seats looked at for free by a certified technician. This includes grocery store parking lots, law enforcement sites, and more. Experts tell me at least 445 children are injured in an accident every day and three are killed. That's nationwide. In the state, the number hits about 2,000 injuries every year. Officials say it's a problem greatly reduced by car seats. However, another issue lies in the misuse of the item. Common reasons come from lack of knowing how to secure the seat, operating it to fit the child, and long-term deterioration. Representatives with SCDHEC say it may seem like common knowledge, but taking advantage of these resources could make a great difference. They add it may not stop the problem, but it could help reduce the risk of injuries, hospitalization, and death for traveling children. We don't charge anything for the service. Anybody can come and take advantage of it. Um, so there's really all it's going to cost you is time, and you're going to get probably your child being more safe. And at the very least, even if you're already doing things correctly, um, you're going to get peace of mind. These events are available throughout the week and completely free of charge. All you need to do is sign up. For more information, you can head to our website at live5news.com. Reporting in Charleston, Caitlin Ashbaugh, Live 5 News. New this morning, the State Highway Patrol says one person is dead after a crash in Berkeley County. Troopers say that crash happened around 11.45 last night on Black Tom Road at Black Tom Road Extension. It's about five miles south of Monk's Corner. They say a 2015 Nissan Ultima was traveling north on Black Tom Road when they went off the right side of the road and hit a power pole. The driver was the only one in the car and was killed. Their identity has not yet been released as the State Highway Patrol continues to investigate. The North Charleston Police Department needs your help finding two missing girls. Take a good look at your screen here. The two missing girls are 11-year-old Emma Lopez Hernandez and 16-year-old Rosa Tema Ardiano. According to police, both of the girls left their foster home to go on a walk together. That was around 3.30 in the afternoon on Saturday. They never came back. Anyone with information on where they might be is asked to call Sergeant Pardue at 843-740-5894. And authorities are offering a $250,000 reward for information that leads to the arrest of a person or persons who ambushed and killed a sheriff's deputy in Los Angeles. 30-year-old Ryan Klinkenbrumer was sitting in his patrol car when someone shot him on Saturday night. Investigators believe this was a targeted attack, but the motive is still unclear. The surveillance uh, camera video shows a dark gray Toyota Corolla next to Klinkenbrumer's patrol car that speeds off. Authorities are asking anyone who may have any additional video to come forward and contact police. A low country year-round camp for foster kids has gotten a $3,000 grant for additional resources. The camp is called Three Rivers Respite and offers some relief to South Carolina foster families. Our Madeline Jaskowiak is live with how this money is helping them further their mission of supporting children in our state's foster care system. Good morning, Madeline. Good morning. Three Rivers Respite is a nonprofit located in Johns Island on seven acres of land. They offer short-term respite like day camps to foster families so that they can continue the challenging work of caring for foster children. 
It's a Joanna Foundation who says their purpose is to support organizations and programs that strengthen community capacity and enhance individual involvement in achieving a better quality of life. Granted, Three Rivers respite $3,000 so that they could afford to hire more counselors to help with camp. The counselors are trained in trust-based relational intervention, or TBRI, which is which the National Institute of Health describes as a therapeutic model that trains caregivers to provide effective support and treatment for at-risk children. I am told they were able to hire and pay the salary of one additional counselor for the summer who helped provide this kind of therapy to the foster children. It covers the salaries uh, for a camp counselor for the summer. So we only we hired one camp counselor. Um, just for the, the amount of day camps we had and the number of kids, uh, one counselor was enough. And um, She's been fantastic, a uh, fantastic addition to Three Rivers Respite, and it's been a huge blessing to these kids and, and to us. The goal at Three Rivers Respite is to give foster parents a break from the hardships that come with taking on a foster child, as well as connect the kids with other foster children who can relate to their circumstances. And a big part of that, too, is community. Um, when you're a foster parent, any walk of life, you want community. You want people surrounding you that understand and they're going through the same thing that you're going through. And so we've seen that. We're, it's developing a community of like-minded people going through the same thing so that we can support one another, encourage one another, um, and, jo- and just share in the joys and the challenges of fostering. The alts tell me that this funding also allows them to be able to build more facilities like cabins for overnight camps. Now, if you or someone you know needs respite care for foster kids or wants to get involved, visit threeriversrespite.com for more information. Reporting live, I'm Madeline Jaskowiak, Live 5 News. So at the top of the show, I told you that back on this date in 1983, a rock band appeared on MTV without their trademark makeup for the first time. You guessed it, that group was KISS. Celebrating birthdays this Monday, singer-actor Frankie Avalon is 83, actress Holly Robinson-Pete is 59, actor and talk show host Aisha Tyler is 53, actress Jada Pinkett-Smith is 52, and comedian Jason Sudeikis is 48. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. Hope you have a great start to your week. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.